The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Thursday, March 31st edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got some things to discuss today, my friends. Chris, we were in Tornado Alley. On Wednesday night, man, and so I, you, uh, you tweeted back to me because I was kind of bragging on my wife because she, uh, she created this thing that goes in our pantry, and you just roll it out when it, because that is the central most room in our house. It's under the stairs. It's uh, just enough room for uh, you know our little family and maybe like two other people to fit in. Right? It, it's tiny, but there's room. So you know when we're having rotation go basically over our house. And they're telling us, hey, if you're in this area, which was like right there, State Line, Riverdale, State Line, uh, whatever, they told us, uh, you know, hey, you need to get in your safe space. Da 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 da. So we pull out this little thing and it just rolls right out and we just pop in, no problem, whatever. And you responded and was like, yo, they have called Wolf or they've cried Wolf too many times. Tell me, tell me what was your reaction with all the tornado sirens going off and whatnot the other night? <laughs> oh, man, it's the same as it's been. Listen, I'm almost 40 years old, okay? I've been lived in this area my entire life, in the Memphis Tri-State area somewhere. I've heard those sirens go off at least 30-something times in my life. And and it's never, when I say never been anything, I'm talking two years ago, the tornado actually hit Olive Branch, and it hit like a farmed area of Olive Branch. It has like, a couple of houses got destroyed, but it's like, acres and acres of farmland and a couple of barns got blown over because all the houses that got hit all live on like 12 acres of land. Okay. So, so like, like the one time a tornado actually hit down in my lifetime, it hit where nobody is. All right. Yeah. That's uh, you're talking about the one in Lewisburg. Yes. Lewisburg. Yes. That is, that is Olive Branch to the world because we pay for everything for there. They just call themselves (laughs) something different. Um, (laughs) Like, it's just one of those things where one day, look, I might orphan my, my children and, and, and widow my wife, but but I'm I'm not freaking out. I'm done. I'm, I'm just, I'm an old man, and my ass is going to die in my chair in front of my TV. And if the TV ever goes out, then I'm picking up the phone because we live in a, you know, 2022. And, and I'm that's just how I'm going to go, okay? I'm not hunkering yeah. down. It's some ba- look, I'm the, I'm the fattest son of a bitch I know. All right, I'm not getting in some big ass closet. All right, I'm just not doing it. Okay, I will say this. So the area that we live, uh, because we've got the river and because we've got the bluff, that significantly changes the weather. So it makes it really yeah. difficult for these storms to build up steam and and actually produce tornadoes where we are. Right, we've never yeah. really had to worry with them. If you live in like downtown Memphis, something like that. You will, you will likely never have to worry about that. I remember sure. going to Bill Street Music Festival one year. Alice in Chains was supposed to play, and there were tornado warnings out the yin-yang, and they canceled Alice in Chains because they had to evacuate the park based on tornado warnings. But that thing hit the river and completely dissipated back then, and that's basically what this one did. This one didn't necessarily sure. dissipate. It was still a severe thunderstorm, but... It changed because it was moving at like 55, 60 miles an hour. It hit that river and then hit the bluff, 
and it slowed down to like 30 miles an hour, and, and it eventually picked back up once it got into, you know, the middle of Tennessee, in the middle of Alabama and whatnot, but we didn't really have to mess with it. I mean, it, it was, it, we were we were lucky, so, and we've always been yeah. lucky. So. If, you live, if you live in Arkansas, you, you should probably be, be very careful, because they always come from the west. Yeah, uh, around here, and Arkansas gets destroyed, and you're right. Then it hits the river. Well, guess what? The damn river separates us from everyone else, okay? Yeah. And and it's just never been a thing. And I remember when I was little, my mom used to freak out about it, and now, like, my wife's never been involved in this, this stuff, so now she kind of freaks out about it, and, and, and she rubs that stuff off on the kids, and the kids <laughs> see her get scared, and they go into they're, – they're, they're all three, like, like just total – hormonal uh uh just like feeding off one another just fear and and i'm just i'm just telling all of them just calm the hell down okay just just (laughs) calm down worst case scenario it blows the house over and we all die all right (laughs) you know what all our problems are gone yeah that happens then we don't have anything to worry about exactly exactly no, I, I got it from my dad. I, I pay attention to the weather, and because I've got family that lives in Alabama uh, and, and family that lives down in Tupelo, Mississippi, so I'm more watching for them. Uh, you know, we, we got in our closet like we were supposed to, but there was never panic. It was never like, you know, we didn't have to go crazy or anything like that. It was just, you know, all right, well, it, it's getting kind of bad, and they're saying that there's one that's, like, directly headed for us. We'll hop in the closet. Like we'll just in, yep. in that way. They were saying way, there was one directly headed for us, and, and where was it? It's just <laughs> magic. It just disappeared. I mean, and basically, like I don't understand the weather. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pretend like I know what in the hell it is that means or how any of it works. Okay, I'm not. And this is listen. I'm not too cool for school. Like like I'm not like the guy that's too cool for safety or anything like that. That's not this. <laughs> it's not. I, I'm not brave. I'm not ballsy. I'm not any of those things. None of those things would be good to compare me to. I'm just somebody who's lived here my entire life and been told this is a thing that happens here. But every time they told me that, it didn't happen. And this isn't like, oh, you know, five years from now, like, like whatever. This is 40 years. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty long sample size, I, I would say. I would definitely and say tornadoes, that. tornadoes destroy areas when they hit. But they destroy, like, like a section of town, right? Well, yeah. so now I got to hope that they're right this time and it hits here. And then it's got to hit my street. Okay. You know, we, we, it's a pretty big world out there. I like my chances. I'm not afraid of getting struck by lightning. I'm not going to walk outside with a, with a, you know, with a metal golf club. Well, no, but, of course but not. I'm also yeah. not going to like run for cover either. I'm just going <laughs> to go about my life. I'm not going to be reckless, but you you will not find the house falling around me inside a bunker. Like it's just not happening. Yeah, that's it. I will tell you this: there's not a lot of uh, storm cellars. There's not a lot of basements where we are. So, but we we never had to worry with it. I think the I mean, uh, the natural. I, yeah, yeah. I've got, you, you can build fam- it. I've got several several family members. Their houses have like a storm safe room. Okay, yeah. and like that was like the first thing she was like. Do you think we need to drive over to? What are you talking about? I'm not. I'm not leaving. <laughs> so, so there's. A, so this is. I don't know if this is a man thing, or if this is a. Um, I don't know what this is. There, there is a, a thing where during storms, I want to be home. Oh yeah, and it's no, not no. a safety thing. It's a. This is my house. Like, like I, I grew up and we bounced around from place to place, and we didn't have a place to call home for a long time. And then when we did, that was my home. Oh, hey, and, and, oh, I, I and left work early nothing, to make sure I was, was home. Nothing was going to take take my home. And if it did, it was taking me with it. And and I don't know where I get that from or if that's a, just like a born in us, you know, just one of those masculine things that just, it's just part of being a guy. Um, and, and maybe it's not a man thing at all. Maybe, maybe women have this too. Everybody has this. I just don't know. No, it I certainly can, can pretend to relate. It to seems more like a man thing. It, it because I've got the same thing. Like I left work early so that I would be home. You know, yeah. if anything happened. And it's not because well, it's you know, it's safer at home than it is in the streets. Like it wasn't. It's. It, I just want to. If I was at my mom's house, and and she she has a safe room, I would leave there and come to my house. Yeah. If if all of my kids and, and wife were at my mom's house, 
I would leave them all and come to our house. Think, no, all right, they're safe. They're fine. I'm I'm going to make sure the house is okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I did the same thing. I uh, I would I would continue to do the same thing. Like it. <laughs> I, I did. No, it was, you know, I did think it was, it was crazy. Kind of it was you know it was a lot of a lot of sirens. I, see, I this is where the boy cry wolf problem happens for me. Okay, oh, thing my alarms are going off to tell me to go pay the tax man. <laughs> oh god, fucking government. Anyway, um. This is this is where this is where they cried wolf too many times. I think the people who trigger the alarm like triggering the alarm. Like like I don't think anybody saw a, a tornado touch down, but man, they they're real quick with that finger. And I guess in the grand scheme of it, you'd rather err on the side of caution. But by erring on the side of caution, they throw people into panic, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my no, big time. and I can't speak for the general public. I don't know. I know inside my four walls, boy, it was it was pandemonium, and I just thought, what are we doing? As a hey, like, we we turned on, on people. We turned uh, on the tablet for Lincoln, and, and he watched Bob the Builder. He did not give a rip what was happening outside of uh, Bob the Builder. So yeah. so we were. Good. I'm watching through Scrubs, and Scrubs never got turned off, and I got yelled at and said. Turn the news on. I was like, you turn the news on. I'm watching. Turk and JD doing some crazy shit, and I want to be involved in that. All right, that's more fun than this. You go do what you need to do. Oh, my God. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. I know that I come across like an asshole. I, there's, there's no doubt that my family has no appreciation for my sense of humor and all of this. My 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 lack of, of, of fear and panic in any of it at all. I, I know it falls on complete and utter deaf ears. Like I, I get that and I know it. I just I I've lived here my whole life. You know, the kids have only lived here for uh, you know as long as they've lived, which is not very long at all. And and my wife's the same thing. Like okay, yeah. Right? Like I've I've been down this road. I've been lied to too many times. I just. No, it makes sense. Okay. It makes sense. It, I'm, not the, I'm just no longer afraid. The odds also, of us actually getting hit by one in this area, uh, very minor compared to other areas in this state and, and around us. My other, my other thing is this. The difference between my closet and my living room paint me that much. Okay? And, and I feel like if the house gets completely destroyed, I'm going to die either way. Okay? Yeah. I, just, I just don't want to suffer. Like, I don't want to be crushed and suffocated and, like, in three days, you know, I give up the ghost, but we're waiting for somebody to come find us. Like, I don't want that. Like, if I'm in the living room and, you know, a, a telephone pole just flies through my window and just takes me out, great. Let's just take her down. It's okay. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let's uh, let's actually talk some sports. What, what do you all say? Right, let's go. Uh, and, and obviously, we've got a few topics to hit on. None of them, I believe, will be super long, but I think this will be the longest topic that we hit on. Uh, Bruce Arians decided to step down as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is going to move into a front office role, and Todd Bowles takes over as the new head coach. Now, the first part of this is there's not a lot of NFL uh, franchises that would not go through a hiring process, right? Like, it, it, normally you have the head coach steps down, they go through and figure out exactly what they want in a candidate, and then... Uh, so it, it, it appears that this was somewhat premeditated, right? This looks like it had been in the works for quite some time. I've got a lot of questions, uh, and I'm hoping that maybe you've got some opinions on it. Uh, first, yeah. all right, so, so there were several different uh, social media posts talking about, hey, you know, there was talk about maybe Arians and Tom Brady not getting along a lot last year. Do we think that that had anything to do with this? So let's go with that one first. You feel like there was anything going on with Brady and Arians? No, I joked. I joked around yesterday in our group chat, being like, you know, well, hey, you, know, did, you talk a little shit about the king, and the king takes you out. Because uh, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, I, what I love so much about him is he does not hold back anything. Um, I, I think the things that he spoke about, you know, you know, them not waiting for Tom, and them not, you know. You know, if he's not here, we're going to move on without him. Like, like that's what are you supposed to say? Like, yeah. how are you supposed to run an organization? 
um, and, uh, and 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 all this stuff. Uh, so I don't I don't think I don't think him and Tom had any negative relationship at all. Uh, I think when they got into it, it was two guys being competitive, and both of them felt like they had the best way to win a ball game. Um, and they both seen a lot and had been in the league for a long time, and 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 things like that get heated. And and I get that. That's that's all about going in the same direction to make us win, to make us better. And at the end of the day, I think they both have the same philosophy, which is, I don't care who's right, I just want to win. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. So, so, so I don't, so I don't think that had anything to do with it at all. This, I'll tell you where this comes from. Bruce Arians is one of the only coaches I have ever seen in the history of the game that that is able to find success at the level he is and not be completely engulfed in football. You read about these coaches that go in at 4 a.m. and they don't leave the facility until midnight and or they just sleep there during certain times and and all of this stuff. And that's not just a few guys. That's more than not, okay? Out of the 32, far more of them are that way than Bruce Arians' way. Bruce Arians, I mean, he used to have a rule. He used to say all the time that that if he caught you in the building after 8 o'clock, your kid had like a sporting event, like a ball game or something, that he would throw you out of the building and he would threaten to fire you because yeah. because family is more important than this. Bruce is a guy that just has never been. I'm going to work a hundred hours a week, and and that's going to be our trick to beat people. That's yeah, never his, been his trick his was thing. was relax, right? Yeah, like a yeah, mental really, capacity. Really, like, there's only so much that you can fit into your brain. There's only so many workouts that you can get in. Like it, it and I like what he was doing with it. Uh tell me this is well, uh is Tom worked, Brady. I'll tell you this. Go ahead. Hang on. You can say you like what he was doing with it, but if but if he was four and ten or whatever, you know, however many games they play, like you don't get to do that. Okay. Oh, agreed. Agreed. You gotta be smart and you gotta be able to to win. Your method has to work in order for uh for people to be okay with it, right? And sure. and there's not I mean, it's very difficult to be successful in this league, but he is an incredibly smart coach and a good leader. So uh, let's let's move on to this question: Will Tom Brady play for Todd Bowles? Like, do you think Brady oh, yeah. was coming back to play for Bruce or uh, no? Brady's I, coming back to play for himself. That's and, what I think. And that team. I mean, like, like I mean, I know it sounds selfish. Brady knows that team. Brady knows the offense. Uh, the offense is now firmly in the hands of. Uh, Byron, I think him and Byron had a great relationship, and and also I think Brady kind of gets the audible and call whatever he wants. Oh yeah, and that was the same with Bruce there. That won't change. Um, I don't think Brady will have more leniency now than he did before. He he's seen more defenses than Byron and Bruce, so he knows what he's doing. No, no, you're hundred um, percent right. Hundred percent. So right. so I don't think I don't think that had has any deciding ability. I do, and I said this way. After he, the second he retired, I said, I, I don't believe it. Because I, I thought I thought he was going to come back and, and try to play. I think he wanted to play for San Francisco. I think he wanted to end his career where he fell in love with the game. He doesn't have that luxury. He's the kind of guy who's all in or all out. He's all in. He's not leaving Tampa. People are talking about trade rumor. He's trying to get traded to the Dolphins because they've loaded up. That's all horse shit. He, he, that is that has never been Tom Brady's MO. Does he want the most talent he can? Yes. Does he want to win? Absolutely. But the, the minute he made his decision, he's coming back, and Tampa Bay wasn't trading him, he is all in with those guys. And that mentality, when it clicks, it never turns off until the season's over with. Yeah. No, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, now, I've got two questions that kind of tie in together. We'll move back to Bruce as opposed to talking about Tom Brady. But – Let's start off with this one. Did Bruce step down so that a black head coach could take over a strong team? You and I have talked ad nauseum about the fact that uh, the black coaches in the NFL do not get the best opportunities and thus are tossed out after a year or two when they can't get it turned around, when they don't get enough support. In this situation, you've got a team that that was a Super Bowl contender that, yeah, you're going to have to replace a couple of pieces. But for the most part, like, this thing is is set up. Like, I, I think this is as good of an opportunity uh, that Todd Bowles would have ever gotten. 
So I, I don't I don't think I don't think the the black white thing comes into play for Bruce at all. I do think he's going to stay on as a front office guy. He's going to continue to work with the team and and be a part of this organization. And I think I think if they had any level of success at all this year, let's say they make the playoffs, and let's say they make it to the NFC title game, and that's as far as they make it. I don't think there's any chance on earth next year that that Todd Bowles and Byron are still there. And so if you're if you're an organization and Bruce is part of the organization and you're thinking about retiring soon and you're thinking you might not be all in on this season, if you if you don't give one of them the job today, there's a really good chance tomorrow you don't get the chance to. There's That's a really a good, good job opportunity that somebody's going to pluck them away. A, they they are two of the minority coaches in the league, and they're both really good and on that trajectory to get a head coaching job. So you can either let somebody hire your guy or you can hire your guy. And yes. and I think Bruce is smart enough to realize it. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that we have two hot minority candidates, and this is a good job for them. I, I think it's the best thing for Tampa Bay for one of these two gentlemen to have the job, and they went with the one with the most head coaching experience. I am curious to see who they bring in as a D.C. this late in the game. Um, are they just going to try to promote somebody up? You know, Bill Belichick has tried doing that for years. Okay, like I, you can't, you can't name since Matt Patricia left. You can't name the DC. Like everyone assumed Brian Flores was the DC, and he yeah, he was, but he was never given that title. Like yeah. that does. I don't think that stuff works. I think you need to bring somebody in now that you're the head coach to run the defense, and you can oversee that, and you can have a lot more hands in on that. But football is too important for one person to run a whole side of the ball and try to compete for championships. I think you need to you need to make sure somebody is responsible for that gig. And and I have no idea if they've got somebody in house that they're just going to promote up. Will that work out the best for them? I don't know. I, I do um, think hiring in somebody from outside allows Todd to uh, place his his own stamp. On this thing, well, as right. opposed to him he just to running Bruce's team. But if they, but if they promote from within, I'm going to assure you this: Todd Bowles hired 100 percent of the defensive staff. Bruce Arians didn't hire. Yeah, you Bruce probably. Arians probably interviewed them, <laughs> and he had a say in it. But but Todd Bowles hired his linebackers coach. Todd yeah, Bowles hired yeah. his 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 DBs coach. Like Todd Bowles hired his defensive staff. Well, this is like okay. Brent Venables at uh, at Clemson. Like he was the head coach of the That's defense. Right. Like he was the head coach of the defense, and every coach that coach on the defensive side of the ball, he hired. He hired. Dabo had to give a blessing to, but that was a look across the aisle and say, this is the guy I want. Dabo said it's blessed, and we move on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. The The last part of this, and again, this question kind of ties into that, uh, do we think that he would have uh, decided to retire or move to the front office if Tom Brady had not unretired? Uh, yeah, I still think he would have done it. Because I don't think this is a Tom Brady's here. I don't think this is a we can win now. I don't think any of that has anything to do with it for Bruce. I think Bruce really enjoys the life that he has. I think this is 100%. I am spending time with my family. I am doing a lot of fun stuff. And right now we're getting into the time where i got to go back to work. And these workups all the way up until we start football are, are brutal. And they're long days, and I think Bruce has said, I'm, I'd really like to just keep doing what I'm doing. Being yeah. out on this lake right now with my family is a lot of fun, and uh, I, definitely I makes think sense. I'm good with that. Now, you, you can enjoy yourself quite a bit in, uh, in Tampa, for sure. Well, he got, his, he got his ring, which is the most important thing. Yes. You know, he, he was one of those coaches that I think had such an unbelievable career without a title, and, and he, he was able to get his ring – and so, you know, stepping and, down yeah, is this a point, lot easier now. Yeah, what's he got to prove? It's, it's yeah. kind of like Andy Reid. I'm kind of surprised that Andy Reid has not uh, has not stepped aside yet. But you know, alas, it is what it is. And I mean, some of these guys love doing what they're doing. Yeah. And Andy Reid, as you know, he, he's a, he's a big old boy. But Andy Reid doesn't have near the health problems that Bruce Arians has. Oh, you're Bruce right. Bruce Arians has battled cancer. 
Bruce Harris has battled all kinds of stuff. Like, this ain't his first rodeo with retiring. And once you retire, it, I think it gets easier and easier to kind of say, I'm just going to walk away. Yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. He's already been down that road once. Uh, people have been talking about Bill Cowher coming back to the NFL forever. And he never did well, it. They're insane. And, they, and he never did. He never yeah. did. Why? Because it's really hard to get motivated. I think, so I'm not a super competitive person. I have to assume, so I'm making an assumption about a type of people that I don't know a whole lot about. Um, that, or not that I don't know. I don't. I can't relate to. Let's say that. Right. Right. Uh, I think to be that competitive at that kind of level for so long, and then the ease that you get of stopping that, the relaxation on your brain and your body that you get from from being out of that for a while. I don't know how you get back off the couch and just turn that back on. Just turn that animal instinct back on. Now, some guys never lose. I mean, there are historical conversations between John Smoltz and Greg Maddox, how those two guys are, you know, 60 years old. Can't go fist together because <laughs> it turns into a fist fight. Like, like I, and that, that's just, that just might be in their genes. And, and they never, and maybe everybody who's ultra competitive never really loses that. I don't know. I can't relate to it, so I don't understand it. But Bill Cowher seems like he was so relaxed in that booth on TV working a couple of days a week, you know, and, and that's it. And just to say, all right, now i got to instantly not just ignite a fire, but the fire you got to have to be a head coach in the NFL has to be flaming hot. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to go from couch to that heat. I don't, I don't know how you do that. I don't either. I, I really don't. It's, uh, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to do it, and and I don't imagine that we will see Bruce back on a sideline again, uh, ever. Like I think I think this is it. This is the I the totally final agree. part. I think I think this is it. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and do the reads right quick. Go on and tell everybody where they can find us. WinningCuresEverything.com is the website. Go ahead and check that bad boy out if you would. So kindly. You can find everything that you need to know about us over there. Uh, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do. It Leave us a five-star review, uh, written review. That helps us out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Go ahead and knock that out. Same thing on the YouTube page. No, YouTube does not have a review function, but they do have comments, and you can jump into the chat. If you're watching the show live right now, go ahead and do us a favor and, uh, and hit that like button, and make sure that you jump in the chat and let everybody know about the show. Of course. Uh, share the show out. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at GaryWCE. Chris is at ChrisBGiannini. And, of course, the show is at WinningCures on Twitter. Uh, you can also see my smiling mug on BetUS TV. A lot of different how-to gamble videos, whatever, on sports gambling. Go ahead and check that out. BetUSTV.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Now let's dive into 
Uh, an interesting topic. Now, before we get to the final four picks, because obviously we got to give out final four picks, even if we're not super interested in this final four, did you see this about Eric Church canceling his show on Saturday night? Yeah, we got into this on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> All right, so for those that have not paid attention, Eric Church, country superstar, etc., he uh, decided that he could not miss this Final Four matchup between North Carolina and Duke on Saturday night in New Orleans. So he canceled a sold-out show in San Antonio. Big arena, holds like 20,000 people, something like that. And he just decided, you know what, I'm going to cancel the show or reschedule it or whatever, and I'll come back and do this later because I have to see this game. Now, he is a huge North Carolina Tar Heels fan. I mean, he's got an album called Carolina. Like, it, it, it all makes sense. But I could not imagine canceling something that has been booked for a long, long time that you are going to make oodles of cash on to go and watch a basketball game. Well, not not just make oodles of cash. I assure you that venue in uh, San Antonio ain't letting him out of his contract. Whatever it costs him to rent that place out, he's still paying that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's – I mean, it's so going to cost him just, a ton of money. This is not just money he's not making. This is seven figures at least he's paying out to break this. Oh, it's, I, I don't know this that is, it's seven figures for rent. F, but it's definitely F&E money. It's, it is definitely that. And, and yes, he ain't going to be hurting because he's a superstar. Oh, he's no. made a ton of money, right? He's got a huge well, fan it's base. It's F&E money. But, uh, but it, is, it is remarkable. I, got, I remember being on tour, and, and, you know, I'd watch Grizzlies games or Alabama football games or whatever, and I would have a laptop on the stage. And you know who taught me that? Zach Myers, because he used to have the Grizzlies games on his laptop or on a monitor on the side of the stage so that whenever he would finish a song, he would walk over to change guitars or whatever, and he would check in on the score to see what's going on. Like, I would have it at the front of the stage next to a set list so that I could keep up with it while the show was going on. He kind of did the same thing. It, it, like, there are ways to go about this. Now, at the same time, I don't know that Alabama and Auburn ever had a national title game that or, or anything similar to what North Carolina and Duke are about to do, right? It's possibly Coach K's last game. It's the Final Four. It's, you know, all these different things playing into it. Uh, but Zach from Shinedown, like I said, he, he did comment back on that tweet, and he said, let the Grizzlies get to the finals. He said, let the Grizzlies get to the finals, and then we'll see about Shinedown canceling shows. <laughs> so I immediately hit him up and was like, hey, you know, you're playing a bunch of UK festivals during the dates that the NBA Finals is going on. He immediately responded with, like, like F me, man. <laughs> so I don't know how he's going to get out of that. But, uh, but yeah, this is, this is something. The other part of this, it, it, I'm sure a lot of SEC football fans around here will uh, at least be able to relate to it. Uh, Eric Church never went to North Carolina. Like he, he's an alum of App State. So... <laughs> So the fact that he is a huge North Carolina fan uh, while never attending the school uh, makes a lot of sense for people in the area where we're from. So I, I know that you well, feel yeah. that being an LSU fan and, and having gone to Ole well, Miss. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I mean, you're the same way. I mean, like, like there's a large – down here in the South, there's a large part of the population that never went to college, period. Yeah. But we love college football. What We fall in love with the sport so far before you ever consider going to a college. Like, yeah. like when you fall in love with something at, you know, the age of four or five, which you were when you were taught to love Alabama, like, you're not thinking about college. You're not thinking about what no. you want to study and no. what you want to go into. Like, you don't, you don't, you're not worried about that. You just want Alabama to be good at football. Exactly. Like, why is that? So, so the fact that these teams that we love are connected to universities that people actually get higher education from is kind of irrelevant. Oh, hundred percent. And, and I mean, I, I, I'm really, and I've, we've talked about this before. Like, I'm really good at compartmentalizing things, right? Like, there are actors that I find super like blowhardy, right? But like, I love their stuff, and I have friends who are like, "Oh, I can't believe you like that guy. Like, that guy gets on my nerves." Like, yeah, I don't give a shit though. Like, I like his <laughs> movie. Like, I don't want to sit down and have a beer with him. I'm sure he's a prick, but like, 
I don't, you know, I don't care. But like, he's a good actor. It's a good movie. Yeah. Whatever. Or it's a good musician or whatever their art is. Like, I don't have to agree with everything they do. It's the same thing about being a fan. And we talk about the struggles of being a fan all the time. You, there's so little of things that you can control that happen on these campuses and in these schools, right? Oh, 100%. And, and yeah. we, we live and die with them. We love everything about them. But you can only control so many things. So the fact that he didn't go to North Carolina, I'm not going to bluff him for that. I don't like his music, and I don't respect him very much as an artist because I don't think it's very good. But that's my opinion, all right? That's okay. Do you uh do you All respect right. him for uh for just being honest and not making up some like hey we got a family emergency I got to cancel whatever like do you do you oh, at least well, respect him for uh, for just saying hey I got to see this I game I respect him for not being a goddamn liar <laughs> yeah okay all right but like this is this goes back to like a, an old Chris Rock bit like you know, you don't get credit for shit you're supposed to do okay exactly like if you're gonna back out of something <laughs> nut up and be a man and tell people you backing out. Like, don't be a fucking liar. Like, what are we talking about, Gary? Because a lot of other people would have weaseled their way out. Like, he's respected because he didn't weasel his way out. That's I, I will tell you, I appreciated it quite a bit. Quite a bit. I, I, like, like, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't use the word appreciate it. Like, because <laughs> here's the thing. We all, all those people that do when they lie, we all know they're lying. And but, yeah. So we just. So we just, like, we lose respect for them, but I don't gain respect for somebody not lying. Yeah, okay, yeah, I could uh, I could understand that. I could understand I don't know, that. maybe, maybe I'm, but like I said, I, I get that I'm a bit of an asshole, and I understand that, like, I don't see the world the way most people do, and, and, and you know, I, I'm okay with that. I, I just, <laughs> you know, the fact, that, the fact that he's not a piece of shit liar you know, all right, do, do we just give him a free pass then? Because that means everybody who's a prick, like, they just get to be a prick as long as they're honest about it? I suppose that is, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. I think it's a shitty thing that he did. I think it's a very selfish thing that he did. I understand why he did it, but I think it's a shitty, prickish thing he did, and it's going to cost him, I think it's going to cost him into the seven figures, and he's going to pay that. And, 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 and he's, he's going to lose some fans. fans. Yeah. And if he's got some fans that get all upset, listen, Reevaluate your life, okay? There's a lot of good music out there. You don't have to listen to pop country, all right? They're not going <laughs> to listen. Go to the '90s. Those guys were country, okay? Yes. Th- yes. Those guys were country. That's what country was. You like '90s country? You can you can grow a little bit, all right? So so let's let's open our ears up and let's open our hearts and minds up and let's go listen to find some good music out there. There you go. Simple enough. Simple enough. You don't have to be an Eric Church fan. <laughs> Let's uh let's make some final four picks right quick and then we'll uh we'll do like rapid fire on the the rest of the topics. God. Uh final four picks. We'll start off with Villanova and Kansas. Of course, Villanova dealing with the loss of Justin Moore, uh the second leading scorer on the team and if you go over to evanmaya.com, uh he is an integral part of like their top four lineups. I mean, he plays the second most minutes on the team behind Colin Gillespie. Uh, they only played, I think, seven players in the Elite Eight game. And I, I don't know what they're going to... I mean, they got a short rotation anyway. I I like to believe that Jay Wright is a good enough coach to be able to figure this out. I mean, they got five stars sitting on their bench, but trying to bring them in in a Final Four game, kind of difficult to do. Uh, Kansas is a completely different team since they got into the tournament. I mean, they are just... Remy Martin did nothing all season. And now he's playing basically like an all-star. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like adding him because their their point guard play was suspect, and now you got you know all-star level play from from Remy Martin. And Kansas is a pretty damn good basketball team. I mean, they were already pretty good. Like this is a this is a national championship quality team. Uh, they're favored by four and a half over Villanova right now. The total is one thirty-three. Uh, do you have a play on this one? Um, God. I, I really want to take Nova and just hope for the best, but I think Kansas is going to win. I think Kansas will cover. That's, I, that's kind of the way that I'm leaning. The year-long numbers would have uh, Villanova favored by about half a point if you go by the, the year-long, but that includes having Justin Moore. Uh, if you go based on like the last six weeks, that would have Villanova favored by about a point. 
But again, that's with Justin Moore. I don't know how you overcome that loss. Uh, if they do, I'm going to enjoy it. But, yeah, you know, I, I don't see how they do that. I think Kansas is, I mean, playing their best basketball of the season right now. So I, I'll go with you. I will take Kansas. Uh, I'm going to go under the 133 because I think the Kansas defense has been pretty good. And I don't know how you replace that scoring that, that Moore brought. Well, Nova's scoring is definitely going to go down. Um, I wonder, this is the reason I like Kansas. That there's a world where for Kansas score a lot, which is why I think they can win, they will cover. I mean, these are like Kansas, uh, Villanova, really, really slow pace. And teams that play slower, they have a better chance of slowing down the other team as opposed to the other team trying to speed them up, right? You got a veteran That's point true. guard in Colin Gillespie with Villanova. Like I, I would, I would wager that this thing goes under the one thirty-three, uh, just because I don't expect Villanova to be able to score enough points to to get it past that. Uh, remember that Villanova scored fifty points, and that was with Justin Moore in uh, for all of the game until the last minute against Houston. Uh, Kansas is not Houston. Don't get me wrong, but also like they'll they'll slow it down. Like they they'll slow it down with you, and I I think they've got better players and whatnot. I think they win. I think they cover, and I think this thing goes under one thirty three. So uh, that'll move us over to North Carolina and Duke. Duke is a four point favorite. Total is one fifty one. Now we just saw these guys play uh, about a month ago or so at the last Coach K game in Cameron Indoor, and North Carolina kind of whipped them. What was it, like 94-83, something like that? I mean, it was... Well, whatever. and that was with Duke having a 15-point lead at halftime. Yeah. So I mean, think about was... the outscoring in the second half. Ooh. I mean, yeah, they whipped them, and and they had to come back from, from double-ditch down. If you look, since that game, you remember me telling you about North Carolina uh, being, you know, really awesome, whatever. Uh, since they lost to Pitt, going all the way through the NCAA tournament, et cetera, uh, just in the NCAA tournament, North Carolina has been the most efficient team in the tournament. That's that's offense and defense. And, I, dude, the year-long numbers on this would have Duke favored by three. You look over the last six weeks, North Carolina would be favored by two. I, yes, I understand all the hoopla around K and whatnot. This number just feels really inflated to me. Like I, I'm gonna ride well, with North what, Carolina. What was, the, what was the what was the number one more time? Uh, for it's the number's four. Uh, Duke is favored by four. Yeah. So uh, that's when kind I, of where I thought it should be. That's where I thought it would be. I guess I, I don't think it should be. I I, I but I think it's inflated. Like there's eighty something percent of the bets coming in on Duke right now. Uh, yeah. Like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take North Carolina plus the four. Like, yeah. No, I am too. Some of this is out. This is what I want to happen badly but also I'm with you man I think this North Carolina team is really really good they play my problem with Duke is and I know it's an easy pop shot and it's an easy cheap shot because I don't like them and, and a lot of people don't like them it, it, it's they play selfish basketball and I don't think it's fun to watch like yeah. I watching ISO basketball is incredibly frustrating well, you're talking NBA. about a like, yeah, it, well, but it's not. Hang on, now there are some teams in the NBA. Those old school Spurs teams that we grew up watching. I don't know why people hated them, but Jesus, man, they have like thirteen, fourteen passes before they make a you know make a move to the basket. Oh, yeah. Like, like the ball never hit the ground. They didn't dribble at all. Like, like they're running plays. They're setting people up. They're moving you one way to get somebody else to move another, so they can move a third piece right where they want it and get an easy basket. How about and, this? It's, and, it's and, most of modern NBA. I'll, I'll say that. Oh, you're, you're probably right, but God, it's so frustrating. Even in the NBA, they run a basic pick and roll, you know? <laughs> like, like all Duke is going to do on offense is, is ISO, 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 ISO. That's it. That's the list. And they're really good. They got NBA guys, and they're going to score. I just... North Carolina plays this team together. I, I'd rather see that go forward. Take the jerseys off of them. Take the uniforms off of them. Take the I like this school better than that school. I like the way North Carolina plays basketball. I find it more visually appealing and enjoyable to watch. I want the Tar Heels to win. I like getting four points because I I, I am with you. I, I thought this number was going to be around four or five. Um, and, and I thought, you know, it should be close to a pick I do think these teams are pretty even. And I'm assuming the 80% is not just the K hoopla, but it's also uh, the, you know, we like the team that, that lost the first match 
in the rematch. And, and I'm going to bet the numbers show that the team that lost in the rematch, uh, you know, usually do well in the rematch. Or in the first match, you usually do well in the rematch. I, I would um, imagine so. But, yeah. But, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with, with Hibbert and the boys. And, uh, and, and if he can, if he can end Coach K's career in Cameron with a loss and then end Coach K's career forever in a Final Four game, oh. those could be the two biggest – in the history of these two teams playing basketball against one another, those could be the two biggest losses or the two biggest wins in North Carolina school history. And Roy so. Hibbert in his first year could have them. That's a, Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Hubert like, Davis – That's an like, that's this would an be... uh, Hubert, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an incredible, <laughs> incredible idea. That in his in his first year, he could he could have the two biggest wins in North Carolina history. I yeah, I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. Uh, I do. I I will tell you this. I do like the over in this game. Uh, my points per possession formula yeah uh, has this at one fifty one point six four. So going about half a point over the total. And uh, my average points per game formula that I use puts it at 154.9. So that's three points over uh, this total. Well, and, 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 this, and this game has, because we think it's going to be tight, there's a world where you get an extra quarter. And, yep. and if you get the extra quarter, you're, you're definitely going over. And, yeah, and I, I, so. I, I like, when I think it's a coin flip, if I have to pick a total, which I'm not picking a total anything, but if I had to pick a total and I think the game is a coin flip, I think the number's right there. I'll take the over. Hey, it's more fun to root for points than not root for points. But also, uh, if I think the game's going to be really close, if you get OT, you've blown the number out the water. Like, you, you should be easy money there. Yeah. No, I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. All right, I've only got two for uh, for a couple more minutes right quick, so let me... Oh, uh, yeah, I got, I got to roll. I got to go pay the text, man. Let me, uh, let me do this one thing here. Uh, so I want to bring up the Grizzlies winning the Southwest Division for the first time. Uh, you know, yes, it, everybody knows that we're Memphis fans, so or we're, we're Memphis boys, but, uh, but we've been Grizzlies fans for a long time. We we cheered for this yep. team when they had Jake Sokolitis in the in the starting lineup. I was I yes I was <laughs> I was I was going to Grizz games. I got spoiled at a very 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 early time when when the Warriors were the worst team in the league. Yes, and they were Tuesday night games, and I could get three tickets, and it was me. And I'm not exaggerating when I say less than 200 people in that stadium, and oh, yeah. that's people working and playing and everybody. Uh, most certainly. Most certainly. So it's nice to see that love, going. Love those they, days. They wrapped up the number two seed, so that is certainly a positive. Uh, the U.S. men's team made the World Cup. Uh, now, obviously, yep. it was with a loss, but they had to lose like seven to nothing or something in order they just to had, not make no, it. No, they, they couldn't lose by five, five. If they lost five to nothing, they would have some type of playoff. So six to nothing would put them out completely. That's right. So they only lost two to nothing to Panama, I believe it was. And, uh, and so they make the World Cup. They are in... And we don't have to worry about it. So they will be in Qatar in, uh, what is it, November, I think? So we'll have college football going on at the same time. That hellscape. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Soccer, uh, international soccer has got to fix this. You can't yeah. be a star. Listen, I'm not saying it has to be in America all the time. I'm not saying you got to put the damn thing in Paris, France, okay? But you can't be a third world country. All right? I, I agree. Ruled by a dictator and half your people be enslaved. Like, we, we got to have some kind of semblance of of like it's not even a moral superiority thing we just can't live like this we can't send multi-billionaires to to these places to live in the play yeah i agree i agree with you a hundred percent that's a different rant for a different day uh on monday uh we will talk about major league baseball and whatnot uh we do have opening day next thursday so we'll, chris we're going to hit on that uh next week i do want to hit on fred taylor uh and and what went on with his conversation yeah. with busting with the boys and we'll talk about conference usa finally coming to an agreement with marshall southern miss odu etc uh, they are going to be in the Sun Belt this season uh, very strange, right. but the schedule has been released. We'll talk yeah, about it. I'm sure something later. will happen over the weekend that we'll want to talk about oh, as well. Somebody yes. will slap the shit out of somebody, and we'll have to, <laughs> to weigh we'll, we'll to weigh in on it. Yeah. No, you certainly got that right. You got that right. All right, let me let you get out of here, and I'll finish this thing up. Thank you, Gary. Right, be good, bud. <laughs> All right, so that was Chris, 
And this is the end of the show. Uh, lots to talk about next week. We had plenty to talk about this week. Of course, with all the happenings over the weekend, uh, again, RIP to Taylor Hawkins. Uh, the Foo Fighters canceled all of their dates. So, uh, who knows what happens with that band. But, uh, but yeah, Final Four picks, Eric Church, Bruce Arians. Uh, we, got, we got a lot going on in the sports world right now, and we appreciate all of you uh, for paying us a little bit of attention for just a little while. We certainly appreciate that. We know football is our, our time of the year, football season, but there's still stuff going on, and we still like talking sports, and hopefully you enjoy listening. So with that said, again, make sure that you are subscribed. But in the meantime, we, uh, we hope that you take care of yourself, and we hope that, uh, that you take care of your friends. And for the love of God, we hope that all of your tickets cash this weekend, especially with the Final Four. Ah, we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.